Super Talk Mississippi media production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Welcome in. It is 2022 and we are live in your living room or your kitchen or your back porch or wherever you decided to put weekends this weekend we're there welcome in this is indeed the time that we have an opportunity to talk about your plants weekend gardening of course around here gardening goes on all the time and there's a lot to talk about but it is a particular pleasure today to be the first live and in color broadcast so if you are interested in the in color part go to supertalk.tv yes <laughs> you'll you'll get to see me even though i can't see me my monitor's not on i, I feel confident that it, it's on over there somewhere <laughs> the uh good grief it's a new year um daniel hasn't been to sleep yet so y'all be patient with him when you call the supertalk call line triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven and i hope you will to keep him awake, of course, and, and indeed, um, you'll keep me awake by getting in touch on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. We're not actually night owls; we just both live in places where there are more fireworks than ever <laughs> last night. <laughs> I don't know how your neighborhood was, but mine had. All the dogs, all the cats, all the people staring and going out and looking to see what was going on. There was an awful lot of activity in the uh, 11 o'clock and midnight hour. You know, they say that uh, nothing good ever happens after midnight. I would disagree with that. There are a few good things that have happened after midnight. But for the most part, um, those folks that started shooting off their firecrackers at 5 o'clock in the afternoon continued right on up through the new year. So, whoo. I hope that yours was uh, either loud and, and boisterous or, or quiet and pleasant, whichever you actually pre- preferred at the time. All right, now, I would be um, I would be amiss if I did not start right off today by telling you that my name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama, and 2022 is looking really, really great. There's uh, some things that happened this week, some things that have happened since I was with you last, and that, of course, was the week before Christmas. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, I don't know, I'm not sad at, at lives well lived, but they do leave us some really good quotes. <laughs> so I'll be bringing a few of those things to you this uh, today. For You can imagine that one of Betty White's most famous is, I'm a teenager trapped in an old body, and that uh, comedy never grows old, and those kinds of things. Um, the woman was an optimist, and, and you, you know that because the – People magazine celebrating her 100th birthday goes on sale this week. And she would have, in fact, been 100 had she lived to January 17th, I think it is. There's no sadness there. Another thing that she talked about in a couple of interviews that I heard was, was uh, if, if you really, if you, if you live in your best life, okay, even if you go at 99, it, it'll be too soon. And I do believe that that was true of Betty White. We we could have used a few more uh, a few more of her 
I, I just have to say that more people are going to remember her for the Snickers commercial than for all the things that she did before when the time comes, you know, down the way. And people have to say, remember Betty White? Yeah, that's right. Super Bowl 2010 <laughs> Snickers commercial. <laughs> I'm not sure who just sent me this bit of wisdom from their papa, but that is very true. I can't read it on the air, but it's very, very true. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. You're very kind to write in and, and tell me that I'm the voice of sanity. There are those who would disagree with you, probably my children, but that's, you know, that's because they know me better. <laughs> Welcome in today. I want to talk about camellias. I want to talk about frigid weather coming along. I want to talk about all the crazy things that are in bloom that are about to get nipped. But don't worry. These are tough plants. For the most part, they're going to be just fine. All right? For example, driving in today, I saw Laura Petalums that were as small as two feet tall and as tall as the house next to next door, all in bloom. Looks like April. You know, just absolutely lovely. Well, the flowers will brown up, but that's okay. They'll fall off, and they'll be fine. They'll bloom again probably in April or maybe maybe sooner, depending on how the weather goes this uh, this next stretch. I have been writing a great deal about ornamental grasses, and you have heard me complain about the ornamental grasses in the strip between the sidewalk and the street that were planted there in, in, in conjunction with the street work. And the ones that bloom are just beautiful, but the ones like in front of my house and my neighbors that stay too wet because we're in the low part of the street. We're in the high part of the high part of the neighborhood, but the low part of the street, go figure, um, they just stay too wet. And as a result, they never went dormant, nor did they bloom last year. So I've cut them back, and what I realized is that the rushing water has literally toppled some of them sideways, which is probably why they couldn't put on flower buds. They were sort of buried. So if you have that problem, if you go out and you look at you, you think, well, it's time to cut back this grass, but it's green, the good news is most of that will be browned out in the, the next frigid bit of weather that we're getting. But it's also true that because we now understand how that grass sheath protects the growing point, we can indeed cut into the green as long as we don't go too far get in there and shape it all up and, and even it. But you also may have to pull the grass up straight. And and I'm having a bit of a struggle with that, but I'm hoping to I'm hoping to work on that a little bit more. However, I've also cut back the gigantic miscanthus that is in the front garden, half of it. Um, I wanted to try and see if this other part would actually brown out. But it too has begun growing again and the part on the warmer side of the clump that has really started to grow, I decided that I would leave and see what happens after this weather. But the plumes have been so beautiful. They're, they're worth all the trouble. That graceful form, those beautiful grass plumes, um, the, the butterflies that, that find it, you know, have, have a use for it. And other critters, of course, mine are sort of lizard heaven, and that's, that's all right too. So there's a lot going on in that particular, uh, flower bed at the moment. And I'm happy to say that, um, I think the cold weather will help some of it. I only cut back half of the Clara Curtis mums. And I was happy to um, provide someone who stopped by the house and, and dug up a clump. And she said, that's that's really, that's all I need to start like this. I said, yeah, trust me, in two years you'll have more than enough. And I need to cut the rest back. But the bees were still working the flowers. 
So as I always try to remember to tell you at this time of year, if you have clover or if you have a few of the lawn weeds not and not don't let them take over or if you have anything that's in bloom the more you can keep in bloom when we particularly in a mild winter like this the better reaction the pollinating insects will have then when you need them later they will be there and it it really does i mean i'm not going to tell you that they have gps but uh, they kind of have gps they find their way back every year and they're very happy to be there so part of being part of happy new yearing is making sure that you're keeping your garden yes cleaned up i'm going to talk about hydrangeas and cleaning them up in a little while but it's it's also important to keep a few things blooming for the babies Camellias, of course, are putting on their big show right now, and um, I'm happy about that. I'm uh, I'm always happy when it's camellia season, and indeed, because this year has been, well, odd at the least. The uh, the sasanqua that's taller than the house in my neighborhood and almost as big around has is still got beautiful flowers on it, despite the fact that the ground underneath it is covered in petals that have fallen from the flowers that opened earlier. Um, interestingly enough, the early season camellias are coming on just fine, but some of the mid-season ones are too because of the weather being so strangely warm. But you know what's not blooming in my place anyway is Linton Rose. I don't think, I think it just stayed too warm and the flowers, maybe they budded and fell off and I didn't see them, but they should be in bloom right now and they're not. They're just, they're lovely, but they're, they're not, they're not flowering. We'll just have to see what happens with them. Uh, we won't see as much from them as we will from the James Webb telescope that did launch on Christmas Day, um, from Europe's spaceport in French Guiana, South America. Yes, I say all those things intentionally. Because guess what? Going to space is not a a one-person operation. It's no one-man band, as they say. I believe that when we thought we were in a space race, you know, we had to get there faster than somebody else, or they would get there with a monkey faster, or, you know, whatever those things were. That was just a reflection, really, of our misunderstanding about what else there is off the planet. Um, We are the planet, all of us. And when we get off the planet and go elsewhere... We sort of need the expertise and smarts that we all have to be able to put together these kinds of missions. And, of course, the James Webb um, is, is the NASA, of course, um, European Space Agency, Canadian Space Agency. Did you know they had one? Yes, they do. But this is the ambition, of course, um, to propel towards the future by understanding where this, where we came from, where the past happened, how these all how, – how the noise – of the Big Bang reverberated and becomes us. How does all of that happen? Did it happen? Because part of exploring, of course, you, you start with a theory, but sometimes you find out other stuff. Well, you always find out other stuff. Sometimes you find out that your basic premise was not so great. But it went really, really well, and there's a major benefit. It was expected that the lifetime of this telescope would be five and a half years. But much as we learned with Hubble and some of the other probes that we have sent, things are a whole lot more efficient and because they're built to the they're built to spec for the the most the, the least that we could hope for then when things go better we get a greater benefit and in this case um they were hoping for more but we should have significantly more than 10 years in space based on the 
both the course correction that they were able to take as well as the way the fuel is burning uh, took significantly less than they had expected. So that's pretty excited. Uh, it's exciting, rather. The, uh, the trajectory, it'll be six months before we actually begin to get results. And, of course, you know, hopefully that will all come as they expect it to, and we'll be able to talk about it here. I was impressed by not only how many agencies but how many people it has taken to put this thing into orbit. Um, this is a ma- major, massive project, of course, the James Webb. But I'm also tickled by something at the opposite end of the spectrum. The cell press is reporting, and you know it's kind of minuscule if we're reporting in cell press. But, of course, if you've ever gone to a sporting event and participated in or seen the wave, you know that... Um, well, you may not know that it was invented by a guy named George who used to bang on a drum and get people to do this, but he was, you know, that's West Coast stuff. Um, but but everybody throws their arms up in the air, and, of course, it goes as a wave. Well, the only reason you can hear me is because of waves. Those are radio waves, all right? The reason why we're able to get all that information back from the depths of space is essentially radio waves. It's a little more complicated than that, but that's what built. That's what we build on to to for communications. In uh, current biology reporting this month, researchers are showing us that sulfur mollies, which are a very small fish, basically do the wave. And what this means is they make waves with their their motions together. Thousands hundreds of thousands of these tiny fish together because it sets up an environment where their predators can't get to them. They figured out how to work together to save themselves, and I do think that's pretty smart. I'm I'm happy to say uh, that they were surprised, and scientists are so seldom willing to say that. But um, a, a single fish wave can repeat them for up to two minutes with one wave every three to four seconds with hundreds of thousands of fish all working together to save themselves. <laughs> you know, it's life or death. You get eaten or you don't. Well, okay, we don't want to get eaten. Let's figure this out. There are um, the the waves, of course, that, that we, we think of. It, almost everything happens in waves, of course, and I, I really think that their investigation of what happens to the predators that try and get there um, are, are pretty funny, that some of them look at it basically like it's a mess and they just don't go over there because it's, you know, too much motion, too much craziness. But other ones also have been able to double the amount of time that they're able to continue the wave. So that's interesting because obviously there's some predators that would eventually be dissuaded. So that's why they had to wait a little longer. I think that's kind of fun. I don't know sulfur mollies, but I know that mollies are not big in any case, and they we do have them in aquariums and that sort of thing. Well, 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 well. I know, I know. There's a um, there's a whole lot of sports going on this time of year, but my goodness, the sport of gardening, as we talk about it here, is pretty fun too. So I look forward to hearing from you about it. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. The Super Talk call line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. That is the C Spire text line. Let's. There's Ken is weighing in with something else up here. I've never eaten anything from Mars. No, 
Um, okay, I don't want to get into an argument with you about it, but the reason we throw the tax dollars at it is so we can have things like better medical equipment and so we can have Velcro and so we can have all sorts of things. It's not just Tang that we invented in order to go into space. And the reverberations of those programs touch us every day. The reason we're able to look at our telephones and search up something has a lot to do with the shrinking of technology that has been necessary for us to be able to put it into the space station into those kinds of projects. So I'll just leave it at that. You know I'm going to come out on the side of science and exploration and learning something new every day. You know me. Can't help that. That's who I am. That's how I got here. Well, I've been laughing at something, and I look I look forward to talking about how do we, how do we store food, and and is it safe, and how do we know if it's safe, and oh my goodness, we've been talking so much in the last uh, few months about what to eat to keep ourselves a little healthier and what to uh, what to work on ourselves. Now we've got some information coming up about how cells eat. We'll work on that today. Talk some more about camellias. I've got a lot to say about that. By the way, why don't we say busy as an earthworm? Those guys are as busy as bees. Come on now. Let's talk. This is Weekend Gardening. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. This happy New Year's Day broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse, where the locals gather. Make a reservation to come dine with us, and walk-ins are always welcome. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 
Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. You know, it's funny how a song can put you in a place. We talk all the time about um, food memories and song memories and smell and taste, all that sort of thing, and, and how it can transport you to somewhere. That particular tune is probably recognizable to some people, but not others, because it is part of the Pickin' On series, the um, the, the the beautiful I just have to say the 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 picking and grinning um, versions in this case of the Grateful Dead's Althea. So when I hear it, I immediately in my mind's eye see the Althea's that were next to my great aunt's house in Gulfport. 
they formed a, a, a nice, strong, you know, like you, you see those Lombardi poplars that are 30 feet tall or something. Well, these were only about 12 feet tall, but they had that same same impression on a little girl. And that, those big blue flowers that felt like they were as big as your fist, they were just lovely. And when I hear that song, that's what I see in my mind's eye. I encourage you to experience those things and to Put those pictures in your head because that is part of keeping your head going active, being happy and thinking of something else. You might have forgotten how much you like that tree and now you might go plant one because you've had a chance to think about it. That's the way our brains work. You know, um, I remember years ago having to learn that that the the head of, of NASA was a guy named James Webb. Never thought I would hear his name again. And then here it is, you know, because it's his telescope. He was he was really the one who set the course for NASA to be as much concerned with humans in flight as exploration with machines. He, he had both of those things as a balance. Um, and and fa- frankly, we are still trying to strike that balance. It's, there are a lot of people who feel like, uh, you know, we shouldn't have any people up there. There are other people who don't feel like we should go without it. Big Mike in Madison says we should consider busy as fire ants. I think he's right. <laughs> I'm going to give him that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. Um, we, we the early bird got him. That's true. Consider him busy as fire ants. That's very good. I like that. One of my questions also has always been um, the the re- natural reaction. You know, when they crawl out of the wet soil and lay on the sidewalk, people are so shocked about earthworms. But that's what you would do if you were drowning, so to speak. You know, if you couldn't get your oxygen, you would try to go find someplace else to be. And unfortunately, sometimes that sidewalk is not a safe place for them either because of the birds, <laughs> the early bird that Big Mike is talking about. You're right. You're exactly right. I am uh, I'm always interested in the things that we figure out over time. And right now there's this, you know, this is New Year's Day. And, yes, the, the black-eyed peas are already cooked. I will make the cornbread and the cabbage uh, when I get in this afternoon. But what? Why did someone this week tell me that I shouldn't be eating cabbage? That it needs to be collard greens. Well, I I thought it was kind of all symbolic anyway. You know, the black-eyed peas are money, and the coins and the greens are folding money. That is to say, dollar bills or. Maybe hundreds, who knows? But, you know, but you're, that's the good luck part of it. So I didn't realize that there was a particular, I guess my mother cooked cabbage because that's what was in the garden at the time. I don't know. We've always had cabbage. I don't know. Oh, goodness. Toms and Raymond, can I prune my plum trees and pear trees now? Pretty much. I would wait until after this cold weather so that they're nice and dormant. I wouldn't do it today because if you do it today, you'll be exposing the tips of those freshly cut branches to some really cold weather in Raymond. Um, I don't know how cold it's going to get. Nobody ever knows until it actually gets there. But we are looking at a whopper of a front that um, anytime there's Anytime Ocean Springs has temperatures predicted to be 28, it's going to be pretty cold everywhere else in the nearby neighborhoods. But, yes, January is the time to do that, and I would do that pruning in the nice and pleasant spell uh, after. Because here's the other thing. See, we're in this up-and-down roller coaster winter. 
So the chances are that somebody's got something that's already in bloom, you know, in terms of the fruit trees. We do suggest, I know it's hard to do this, but if you only have one or two trees, you can wrap them, wrap those flowers so that they don't freeze freeze necessarily. They may freeze anyway, but you can try to keep that from happening because obviously as soon as they're flowering, they need to be pollinated so you get fruit. And if you lose the flowers, they don't get pollinated, you don't get fruit. So... There's a lot of those concerns going on. But I also see the other side of that, that things are likely to bloom sooner in a warm spell. So if we don't get the pruning done right after the freezing weather, when everything is slowed down a little bit at least, we may find ourselves run out of time. We may find ourselves with flowers blooming on fruit trees and we can't prune them. Okay, so I would say after this cold spell, go ahead. And it's probably not a bad idea. Beautiful Mandevia. Lovely, lovely. That one's in pearl. I love those red flowers. Um, I hope that's in a container so you can protect it because it's going to need some protection. But what beautiful flowers. We've been really lucky with a lot of vining plants this year. I, um, I, I, have, I have a vine that someone did not want anymore, and someone dug it up and gave it to me. And I didn't really know what to do with it, so I put it in a container and stood it in front of a trellis just so that it would have a place to go for this year. And I think it's going to stay there. It's very happy and lovely and has bloomed already, so why not? Bob's in Summit. Um, yep, the, the mayhaws are, his wife's mayhaw trees are blooming. And you can't do much. There's those flowers are so tiny you can't do much to protect them. That's going to be tough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in case you didn't happen to know this already, um, the reason that I say earthworms are busy is because they really do the work of the plow, and we don't celebrate them enough. Um, we consider them, you know, we might we might have read something and go and get a box of red wigglers from the bait stand and put them in a fresh, new, brand new compost heap. That's always a good idea. Or you might um, harvest a few out to go fishing if you've got plenty at your place. But they are when our when our worm friends get busy and excrete, they digest and, and create castings. It's really a very powerful source of nutrients. It is primarily nitrogen. So if you're going to use worm castings, and I hope you will, because the organic matter benefit is just great. I hope you will. I also hope that you don't overuse. I hope you make sure that you understand how much nitrogen you're putting in. And don't add other nitrogen fertilizers. You just won't need them. And that's where we get into basically elemental fertilizers. So think about that as you're preparing that. Maybe you're going to, maybe you're hoping to grow squash this year. Maybe you want to grow tomatoes. Maybe you want to grow some flowers that you're going to plant in February. So either any of all that, you can get those beds made now or replenish your beds if they need a little help. And worm castings are a great way to go. Um, Overuse of synthetic fertilizers, as you know, I'm I'm not in favor of that anyway, but particularly not in food crops. But one of the reasons that we don't talk about often enough is because their presence can actually burn things like earthworms. And since we want the earthworms to do the work for us, um, it, it's important for us to allow that to happen. I am a lifelong fan of Jim Wilson's. Um, he, the, the late, great uh, Victory Garden host from, from PBS and uh, a native son of Mississippi, 
he wrote uh, for the Loose Dirt n- newsletter that I was lucky enough to work on with Lynn Ashford a number of years ago. Back in 97, he wrote this. The worst dirt I ever saw in my life was in Jackson, Mississippi. Stubborn as a tired mule, weedy as an abandoned pig pen, as sticky in spots as silly putty, but in others as hard as a landlord's heart. It cried out to the passersby, loosen me, let me breathe, unsog me, turn me into living, breathing soil. And then he goes on to write about amending soil and how to get it to where it can actually grow things. And I'm telling you, that's when you know you're making some progress because that's the soil I garden in, that soil that he's talking about that I walked into 20 years ago after well, more than that now. But anyway, after after being in a much better environment for growing, I found myself in this where the hard pan is six inches below the top of the soil and impenetrable. Um, and you have to build up. You have to go up a little bit or you at very least have to amend the soil that's there. And it has been a wonderful process to watch. I have organic soil, almost an acre of it. My house has to sit on part of it, but the rest of it, um, and it, and it's a very delightful place to grow things. But everything will grow because the first thing you do when you amend is look for the earthworms. And when they come, you know you're on your way. And luckily, I got plenty. Um, I don't know exactly what we – I don't know what we'd do if we didn't have them. We couldn't possibly do that much work uh, to our gardens ourselves, which is – you got to have the critters to help out. Absolutely. I am interested at this particular point um, in what we can do, what we should do. And one of the things that I hope you will do at this point in the year is to take a really good look at all the plants that you've dragged inside. Now, you may, like me, have taken some of the bigger tropicals outside so they could benefit from a few days in the real pleasant weather in Zone 8. But they all have to come back in now. And at that point, of course, it's time really to start looking at them and seeing, do I need to take some cuttings? Do I need to cut this back? Is that lemon ever going to get ripe? You know, all of those kinds of questions that we have for now. But if your houseplants have gotten kind of spindly, if you've got things that use, that usually had fairly compact growth and now they're just kind of sending out shoots that are sort of wimpy, you may need more sunlight or more light, not necessarily sun. You may need to turn on an artificial light source to get that to, get that to not happen. And I would take those off, but they may root. If it's a really wimpy stem, sometimes it will root better in water than in any kind of soil. So consider that and, and see if you can't get them to get that to work. But if you've got um, a, a big container plant, for example, and at my house I'm, I'm thinking about one that actually is too big to move out. Once it gets moved in the house, I just I can't haul it but once. If I could soak it in a bucket, I would be happy to do that. If I had any ferns, I would certainly be doing that right now. But at the very least, I can take a spray bottle of soapy water, mostly water, just a little bit of soap, and wash the leaves of these big, big houseplants because the dust in the air and pet dander and everything else certainly gets on them and can clog their stomates. That's the the surface organs of the plant that allow it to photosynthesize. So if you've ever been to an office where nobody's cleaned the plants, you've seen literally dust will build up on the edges of them. Now, some people will come along with a prepared spray product called, 
I don't even know what it is anymore, but but for for shiny leaves, you know, uh, it's not necessary. It's okay, but if, if you ha- if you don't clean them first, then they're just going to get kind of oozy and sticky. So clean the leaves, and that also gives you the opportunity to make sure that you don't have any webbing or any insect issues starting up in there that you hadn't noticed before. So take take good care of them at this particular time. By the way, the soapy water. I'm I'm really I'm never putting more than a teaspoon in a quart of water and and I will tell you this the less stuff that's in there you don't really want degreasers and those kinds of things although it'll work I mean but you, you just want some some soapy water and use warm water to mix it but be sure it's not too hot to spray on the the, the leaf then I'm going to follow that about an hour later with another spray just of plain water and then wipe the leaf off paper towel or or cloth whatever whatever you have that works just clean them it it really will help and it also gives you the opportunity to look closely at what's going on make sure you don't have any pest problems developing at this particular time it is certainly going to be time to prune pretty quickly and i'm this is really where i feel like if we don't get out the gate strong Suddenly it's March and you still haven't cut back the ground covers, you know, or you're you're still trying to find a day to prune the fig tree or whatever. That those all, all of these things have to be done in the winter. So if you'll set yourself the goal of getting things done in this pruning department before we get to, let's say, mid February and time which is so important to prune the roses because we have to start. We can start with ornamental grasses, and then we can move on to fruit trees, then we can move on to ground covers, and then we can move on to some other neatening and doing. And then the next thing you know, it's time to prune the roses, and we're, we're about to spring. It's January 1st, 2022, my friends. Time's a-wasting. Gardeners are busy all the time, including today. Stick around. we got more here on Weekend Gardening. The show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. It's planting season in Mississippi, and our farmers are hard at work in our state's biggest industry. That means the roads may see some large, slow-moving farm equipment. It's important that everyone drive slowly, be patient, and stay safe while we feed Mississippi and the world. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. You say goodbye and I say hello. With Mercari, your unneeded things can find a new life. Hello, hello. Easily list and sell. I know why you say goodbye and I say hello. Or discover great finds. Hello. Buy or sell almost anything. You say goodbye and I say hello. Download Mercari on the app stores or at Mercari.com. Mercari, your marketplace. Research shows that people remember radio ads with lots of sound effects. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here are some zany sounds. Saving on home insurance is no laughing matter. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. The money you save could change your life. It's time for you to take your insurance choice seriously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Bob Boyd Honda, we pride ourselves in getting our customers the best deals around. Usually, that means when we're selling cars, but right now... Bob Boyd is in the market to buy. We're offering top dollar for pre on autos, trucks, and SUVs. Come by, talk to our dedicated team, and discover what a great time it is for Bob Boyd to buy back your used vehicle. Any make, any model. Whether you're selling or buying, at Bob Boyd Honda, you get a deal. deal. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Betty White said, uh, among other many other very quotable things and a few that are not, well, I love Snickers, and I thought, well, why not? <laughs> so, oh, and I do appreciate very much that she then continued talking to Ellen DeGeneres about the commercial and said that the the all she had to do was lie down in the cold mud that the the poor stunt woman actually had to take the dive and she went straight in it was a great stunt and I got the laugh she said <laughs> and that's very true she did indeed she did indeed 
Um, talking to, I don't know if that's Mike that's on the phone or some other Mike. We'll worry about that in a minute. Oh, saying goodbye to the angel trumpet. So many buds. Yeah, it's tough. Past Christian. Hopefully, maybe, you know, it's up against the house, Sissy. Maybe it'll get protected. I don't know. Tough stuff. Uh, tough to tell. I know that there's the this the good the other good news of course is that you can certainly um put them in some water and root some of those canes before they do freeze but there might be um I don't know there's a chance there's a chance who knows we just we never know whether it's going to actually do what it says it's going to do Is Mike on the line? Hello Mike. Hello. Uh, What's going on Mike? Lo- well, first thing, your three the three words: Happy New Year. Happy New Year, sir. Yeah, I got I got a bunch of amaryllis, and they're blooming, and they are beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. And gorgeous. Uh, as I as I put them in the, the buckets, mm-hmm. but as I tell all the, as I tell all the listeners, if they got some old uh, thermos or coolers or even an old desk, a chest of drawers, you can make. Fantastic flower beds out of those. That's true. You got to drill. Anything can be a container <laughs> as long as it's big enough to hold the plant that you're trying to grow in it. That's for true. What? And I got one plant out here that's been in a garbage bag in a box. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. that, that is I mean a cardboard box, and that is the uh, container that's been growing for three or four years. Listen, here's the truth: the prettiest dogwood I have ever seen in my life, and I have seen lots of them that are beautiful, but the prettiest one that I ever saw because it was in such an odd place was one that came up in the end of the the in the garden center. There's always a place. It's not quite a compost, but it's pre-compost is where things that have died that you take out of installations and or that die on the the yard there somewhere that you, you put them you just dump them in you know in in so it's maybe some mulch it's maybe some plants it's maybe some root balls maybe a few old pots so it's a thing and then you go through there every now and then and clean that out and compost some of it and get rid of some of it but it's a holding area and in front of the old formerly brent's nursery in south jackson this magnificent beautiful dogwood was growing out of that and it was literally 15 feet tall and in full bloom and just beautiful so you never can tell what's going to happen and particularly when we think about containerizing things we need to get a little more creative sometimes um i've got some soil now that if i hadn't improved it stays wet the part that i did not improve out in the the what i call the mow what grows back garden area just stays wet all the time now because things have changed, people have built stuff, stuff drains where it didn't drain before. And so I think I, I love that you're growing things, your idea of styrofoam containers and, you know, old drawers and anything else like that can certainly be repurposed. There is a uh, very famous gardener. You know who it is. It's got a rolling truck bed full of different plants. You know who I'm talking about. Right, and those were originally, and those were originally the European um, planting bags. And he began with that. That, of course, is Mr. Rushing. But he, he started that with the European planting bags, and then he eventually made his own in the back of the pickup truck. And fortunately got a bigger pickup truck so he could have a bigger garden. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, gardening is so much every day. It's sure it's every day, but something you're going to learn every day. Every day. No every what. day. I, I have to tell you that sometimes there's nothing more fun than getting rid of something that's dead. 
And when I pulled out those three little dead shrubs this week, I felt like I had succeeded. <laughs> now I can do something else with that space. That'll be more fun. On that amaryllis, I think you answered me three to a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, that's plenty. Because they are going to get crowded if you leave them in there too long. Okay, because uh, I plan on moving them in and out. Uh, so it's going to be kind of rough, I guess. That's, well, then you can plant them. In, you'll be able to plant them in the garden when it gets to be spring, and they'll stay there the rest of their happy life. Uh, is our is our weather hardy enough to keep them without freezing? Yep. They they will adapt. They will naturalize and adapt. Amaryllis are wonderful flowers to have. Same thing is true of carinum lilies. And in fact, I've got some tips about what to do if you if, if after the freeze, for example, um, the leaves will go. Um, just completely limp and you don't want to cut but if you can take your gloved hand and get some of those leaves off it really is better for the bulb in the long run than to leave the the drooped out you know boogly-fied leaf there y'all know where that word comes from too <laughs> thank you mike enjoy I to, them i gotta do I, I gotta do one thing i gotta spend some money and subscribe well yeah you do that's the garden mama newsletter he's talking about all things garden mama weekly Mama on air at yahoo.com. And Mama does really, really love new subscribers. So get in touch, Mike. Thank you. See, Happy New Year. And of course, Happy Amaryllis. Why not, huh? <laughs> That's a treat. What, now, one of the things that I have seen recently, um, I don't know if people didn't shop, but I've seen an awful lot for sale online in, in various places a- Amaryllis bulb kits. And why not? Let's have them. Let's all grow one for Valentine's Day. Come on, you know it's still a beautiful flower, and it indeed, I'd be willing to bet if you found a kit in your local garden center or a big box store or really grocery stores sell them, probably starting to have a little green tip on it, starting to try to grow. So go ahead and get that thing going and let it let it grow in your house in the container that comes in the kit. And then, yes, plant it outside in, you know, when the weather warms up. It's it's perfectly acceptable to do that. And they will stay. I've probably talked about this before. One of my neighbors, um, when I first moved into my neighborhood, there was three of them. And now there's like 40 going down the fence. So I have a feeling she gets one or two every year from somebody. Or maybe everybody who gets them is now uh, giving them to her. I don't know. Somebody else... Uh, left us recently that I thought a great deal of that I have tremendous um, a, a big soft spot in my heart for John Madden the retired coach of the Oakland my Oakland Raiders I know they're the Las Vegas Raiders now but they were my Oakland Raiders at the time and of course broadcaster for years and years who famously brought us whiteboard and X's and O's and lines drawn and where everybody goes. And for those of us who grew up in the world of football, my dad was a coach. X's and O's are part, long before there was ones and zeros in, in coding, there was X's and O's in football. And you, you had a binary look at things. You had the offense and the defense. What's, what's going to happen? What happens when this happens? When this one goes there, what happens over here? And he did that really better than anybody else in terms of explaining it to everybody. Um, I tend to think that, that he, I, I think it, if, if you got a job at 32, as he did, he was the youngest coach in the NFL, took the Raiders to the Super Bowl, and retired 10 years later. 
Think of all those old dudes that are still out there coaching. John Madden said, I'm going to go do something else. And he went into broadcasting, among other things. And, of course, well, the rest is history. My favorite of his quotes, though, is, be on time, pay attention, and play like all hell when I tell you to. That's how we garden, my friends. Stick around. we got another hour to go this morning on Weekend Gardening. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people, we offer shelter to people seeking life change, and we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. He came into office at a time when there were protests and a lot of sentiment against police in other parts of the country. Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tindall is proud of the way Mississippi law enforcement handled themselves during that time. One of my goals coming in was to try to make sure that we were defining law enforcement's role in Mississippi ourselves, letting folks see all the good things that law enforcement do each and every day. And and I really feel like our communications team has done a great job of pushing out all the great things that Mississippi law enforcement officers do. And Senator Roger Wicker has joined several other senators and 38 members of the House in support of a legal challenge to the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandates filed by 26 Navy SEALs and other Navy service members with sincere religious objections. 
The brief also argues that the mandate negatively impacts the military and national security. I'm Andy Davis. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders too. All propane homes on average are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. 2021 was a record year for state casinos. Jane McDaniel with the Mississippi Gaming Commission says every region is up. In fact, we're on a pace to have a year uh, better than 2008, which was our last really. 2.7 billion was what was made in 2008, and we're set to about 2.6 this year, which is very close to one of those record years uh, that we used to have. And unemployment in Mississippi dropped 2.5% in November to 5.0, compared to 6.7% this time last year. That's the lowest it's been since October 2018. The lowest unemployment rate in the state was in Rankin County at 2.0%. The highest was recorded in Jefferson County with 10.2%. The largest monthly employment gains were in the trade, transportation, utilities, government, and manufacturing sectors. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. New Year's Day. Happy New Year, everyone. And that means bowl games. And Ole Miss is in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans to take on the Baylor Bears. 7.45 is the kickoff in the Superdome in New Orleans. 5.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Rebels are 10-2, and two, the first 10-win regular season in program history. The Bears are 11-2. and two. This is the 39th bowl game in program history. The Rebels' all-time bowl record stands at 24-13. and 13. They're 12-2 and two in their last 14 bowl games, and this is their 10th appearance in the Sugar Bowl. They were last there in 2016 when they beat Oklahoma State. 48 to 20. The Rebels take on Baylor. It's the second ever meeting between the two. The Bears defeated the Rebels 20 to 10 back in 1975. Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss versus Baylor, 5:30 airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network this afternoon. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. 
Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. This, of course, is New Year's Day, and that means bowl games. There are several bowl games being played today. We'll start out with the Outback Bowl. At 11 o'clock this morning, Penn State will take on Arkansas. That will be followed by the Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. And the Fiesta Bowl, also at noon, will be Notre Dame taking on Oklahoma State. And then the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, will be at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Ohio State will take on Utah. And then, of course, tonight at 7.45, it's the Circuit Bowl in New Orleans. Ole Miss will take on Baylor at 7.45. Kickoff. And then on January 4th, which, of course, is Tuesday of the new year, it will be the Texas Bowl in Houston. And that will be Kansas State taking on LSU in the Texas Bowl on Tuesday. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. I remember when we were trying so hard to pronounce 2020 to be like the famous one, Barbara Walters, but now... Who's saying it now? I'm saying it. 2022. Good enunciation. I like that. Welcome in. Thank you so much for deciding to make your week, your year start off with weekend gardening. Yes, we are live. I know. A lot of things are not live. People do have to take a vacation every now and then, you know. But we were off last week, so we get to be on this week. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you very much. That's one of the things that this show has that is not common in the world of gardening radio. How you garden on the radio anyway? There's no shovels, okay? How do you do that? Well, obviously we talk about gardening in the same way that, that we talk about anything else, but because you all are so smart and clever, I get asked really good questions which lead us to talk about things and talk back and forth with other people and then go out and do a little looking around, a little more experiencing, basically learn something new every day in our gardens. And I appreciate that very, very much. Thank you so much for being that part of the world that is curious and is, frankly, the, the I, I have every now every now and then things happen that you just know you've done the right thing. If you listen to this program regularly, you have heard me say probably fifty out of fifty two weeks, you should grow some of your own food, whatever it is, fig tree, lettuce in a bucket. Okay, you know maybe you're going to grow a big garden. I don't know, but you should grow some of your own food partly because it'll feed you, partly because it'll teach you about how these things work. And partly because it will give you a better appreciation of those who do it professionally. Well, now that we've got every kind of supply chain and, frankly, pandemic illnesses and all of these other things going on, you've probably noticed that the prices even of produce are starting to creep up. Okay? 
the Brussels sprouts that were two ninety nine a bag or three forty nine a bag. The you know the different thing. Everything's just moving up, just like everything else is. This is a temporary thing. We'll all adjust. I'm not going to jump up on you know the soapbox and start telling you how terrible inflation is. Things shift and come back and go forward, and and everything does change. All right. But if you grow a little bit of your own food, you won't have to worry about that part of it quite as much. I am having a carrot shortage. My closest grocery store, my precious Piggly Wiggly that I love, has packaged carrots, little carrots, matchstick carrots, even a chopped carrot. I don't want that. I want full-length carrots. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's funny, isn't it? Well... You 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 have to go and look for those things now. You didn't have to use to go look for them because mine aren't ready yet. What are you growing? Let's talk about it. The Super Talk call line is triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. We're here every Saturday from about eight in the morning until about ten in the morning Central Time. Um, yes, you can be fooled when the time changes, which we, by the way, we here don't think that the time should change. We think the time should because the time is all relative anyway. We should leave it like it is. Turn the lights on when you need them. I'm sorry. That's another rant. That's a rant for March when they change the time back again. The ceasefire text line is 601-879-4395. If you were with me in the first hour, I have been observing many things today. I believe that there's a whole lot to look forward to in 2022 and a whole lot to look forward to in any new garden year. We have also lost a couple of people that left us plenty of good things to think about and to to bring to you in the form of the late Betty White and the late John Madden. Um, if 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 you can make an impact on the world, okay, in a positive way, you certainly have a good role model in either one of them. If if that if that's what you want to do, um, Betty White said, "I just make it my business to get along with people so I can have fun. It's that simple." Well, it's true. You have to work at getting along. I say all the time, you know, please be as kind as you can as often as you can because it it is tough. But she's right. If you get along with people, you're going to have more fun. It it is that simple. Now, by the way, if you want to honor her, you're nearby, near close as as your, your phone book. If you don't happen to already know where they are, there's an animal shelter somewhere near you that could really appreciate whatever donation you could make to them in her name. Because guess what? There was nobody that was a bigger animal lover than Betty White, except perhaps Doris Day, except perhaps Tippi Hedren. I know all that. When, when, when that all happens, you can give a donation then, too. But if you want to do something just to honor her, that's one of the things that I believe would be most appropriate because she certainly spent a lot of energy. You know, she said nothing's as nice as 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 cuddling up with a, a furry friend and and there's a lot of days of life that i wish everybody had a pet not, not only so they would have to be responsible for it and it puts but it puts a rhythm in your life to be taking care of another creature and i she understood that and she knew it very very well I don't know if she grew camellias, but I know they grew in the part of the country where she is because the California camellias are almost as famous as the ones that we grow here in the southeast. 
So I thought I would tell you a thing or two about the, the similarities and the differences. Both of these groups of plants, and they, they some of them grow in both places. I'm not saying they don't, but there's some that are just better suited for our acid soils and some that have been selected, developed, and found to be better off in the other, the soils that they have on the West Coast. Also, more moderate conditions oftentimes are present there than they are here. You know, we're, we're on that roller coaster. Um, they're, they're not as often. They have different problems, obviously, than us. But the, the camellia came to us because of the tea plant. Um, so, of course, shout out to the great Mississippi Tea Company. Hi, y'all. They just won some more awards, y'all. You, you, you want to know about, you want to know about industry on parade? You want to know about really important changes in our horticultural world? That's go to go visit them. Go online, because um, guess what? Just like everybody else, they're not seeing folks right now, but they're they're online, and you need to know about them if you don't already. Um, Jason and Timmy have done a wonderful. Their, their tea is delicious. First of all, that's the main thing. You can do all you want, and if the product's not any good, well, it's not going to last. But it's not only delicious, but their different formulas, different things they have done, have really just conquered the world in terms of taste and winning awards. So the first camellias came here because they are tea plants. But somewhere in there, because we didn't, the tea industry didn't get going as big as they hoped it would um, in in England, really, or in in like Charleston, you know, in in the U.S. But the 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 tobacco oil, of course, the pressed seeds is another thing that people appreciate but don't necessarily have great uses for. So when we have an opportunity to appreciate it and get into it. That's wonderful. So they started trying to do that here. And, of course, like anything, some of them turned out to be not the ones they ordered. <laughs> it's happened to everybody. And they turned out to have these magnets. They were not the, – the leaves were not good for tea, but the flowers were spectacular. So somebody said, well, let's see about this. And believe me, this was a long time ago. Um, we have evidence of their use and appreciation in China, of course, well before 1000 A.D. I mean, it's it's a long-lived plant in that part of the world. But we have um, here, we're, we go kind of back and forth with them. We do have a scale insect problem sometimes, and that has another reason. The propensity for scale insects is one of the things that has caused the certain select varieties in California to be those and not ours because some of them are less likely to get scale and that's really what they have because scale tears them up out there too but here we found a few ways to treat some of them and we've also found that given enough time and enough exposure any camellia can get scale insects in our part of the world so luckily for all of us who who appreciate growing them um, they're their sort of fleeting fashionability has pulled itself to the fore, and we now know that they are indeed much more popular than they were there for a few years. I was taught that you needed to know how to take care of them because some old lady's garden would have some. <laughs> well, it's not just some old lady's garden that has some anymore. It's now there, the camellia has become another of the symbols, really, of the South, and for good reason. There's nothing more beautiful than a big fancy flower that can appear in the middle of winter when not much else does. So you want to plant some camellias? Get yourself to the garden centers because they're full of them. And you need to prepare that soil. 
You probably have acid soil because that's what we have in this part of the world almost entirely. But if you've had any trouble growing blueberries or hollies, you know, you haven't been able to get those going, probably need to do a soil test anyway for their benefit, but certainly before you plant camellias, um, japonicas, or sasanquas, either one. So do that. Um, the other thing that happens with camellias is that people plant them and just look at them. Because they're evergreen and they sit there quietly, you know. Well, they still need water and fertilizer if they're going to grow. And they're not fast growers. So if you're not watering them in dry months, and if you're not fertilizing them in spring and maybe in summer, certainly in spring, then you're not giving them what they need to do the best they can do for you. Um, I'm, I'm always reminded in camellia season of a, a, a lawyer that I knew who grew beautiful camellias, and he was the person who introduced me to the showing of camellias and the practice of dropping gibberellic acid onto the buds to make them blow up into gigantic flowers that, you you know, just practically look fake because they're so huge. Um, those kinds of practices, that kind of devotion, that kind of real single focus on one flower has never been my particular way of gardening, but I greatly appreciate it in other people. And I learned so much about camellias from him as well as the various, the different varieties, how they respond to different growing techniques and things. It was really a great education for me. And and just because the only reason really was because um, we were in the same water exercise class at the YMCA you know, 100 years ago. But you learn what you learn. And if you're a gardener, you, f- you find out from other people's um, gardening habits what you can take home. And, well, we don't say steal, but we do say keep um, for sure. I'm looking at a list today, one of my very favorites, uh, the Butterfly Plants and Mississippi Butterflies. It's a publication of Mississippi State Extension. And I'm always... I'm always drawn to it because we think about it this time of the year, we think about laying out the plans for the garden. And certainly if you have perennials planted, then you know you've got to work with them a little bit as time goes by. But when it comes to annuals, putting together a collection of those that will sustain butterflies and welcome other pollinators to your garden, and I hope also give you some cut flowers, is a real important thing to do. Um, we we have both nectar plants and we have larval host plants, and of course those two things are kind of uh, different. One is one that they chew up as as tiny larvae and and may not look that great, and certainly are not going to be good cut flowers, probably. But we also have the others that are literally the nectar plants, and the more they grow the more they produce for you in terms of the nectar for the pollinators, but also in terms of flowers for you and for not only viewing in the garden, but also taking to the vase. Um, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by the lists because there are so many, there's so many butterflies and so many plants, but I'm, I'm, I often hear from people, why would they take the trouble of planting that clover out in the middle of the medians of the freeways, you know, in the interstate um, exchanges and stuff. One reason, of course, is because it's a nice, it's a good plant. It can grow under almost any circumstances, and it will hold the soil in those, particularly on those big slopey areas that where you have a ramp to get up on the freeway or something. But the clovers also, both the white and the red, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the red, um, are are 
absolutely necessary for the 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 benefit of of clouded sulfurs in in um, tall blue. The big big blue butterflies particularly love them. Um, I don't I don't suggest going out and looking for them in the on the on the off ramp. I'm not telling you to go do that, but I'm saying maybe plant a container. You want to test this out for yourself. You want to have something that's going to be blooming. Plant a container or two of clover and put them around in your place. You'll you'll be amazed at how many creatures come to visit them. And particularly in terms of creating nectar, they are also available at a time when not a lot of other things are. So it's real important to have that going for you. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the phone number here on the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line, and I really appreciate it when y'all use that as well. Talking about those bulbs and getting off the the, the frozen leaves after a frigid night or two um, creates a well, let's face it, kind of ugly looking mess. You know, it'll do to, it'll do that to your banana trees too. You may want to cut them down before the weather, but it's up to you. Up to you. Um, make sure that the crinum lilies and the amaryllis and any of those other really fat-leafed bulbing plants have the opportunity to get those really ruined leaves off. And that, in turn, makes space for the new leaves to come on and encourages them as well. Um you, you probably you probably did this already, but you may not have. If you didn't already put out some fertilizer for daffodils and any any of your you know crocus and hyacinth any of your perennial bulbs um if you haven't done that already you should go ahead and fertilize them this month again i'm going to wait for a pleasant day just like i'm going to wait for a pleasant day to do the pruning but i don't want you to wait too long because they're all going to be coming up very quickly if you have caladiums and dahlias in storage because you know um we we do grow some dahlias and some dahlias stay in the ground if they're in very well drained soil or in raised beds but other people dig their dahlias up because the soils get too wet for them and can rot the tubers so if you're storing those or if you're storing caladiums because they're really too tropical for anywhere except well except ocean springs for example and 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 delil um in that case you you're certainly going to want to look at them right now because it's been warm and if any of your bulbs are mushy, sometimes when they touch each other, they'll get mushy, or sometimes they just get mushy on their own. That's a good thing to be giving yourself the chance to get those out. You're not going to be able to solve that. You're not going to keep them. But I do suggest that you dust the rest that are still in good shape with sulfur dust just to keep them from doing the same thing. Okay? Um, have you planted your tulips? We're, we're almost to last call. Better get them in the ground pretty quickly even before the freeze is okay for them but afterwards will be better hey now give me a call shoot a text over here let's talk this is weekend gardening
propane to work. Propane has become a leader in the industrial market because it offers a number of key advantages over other fuels such as lower emissions. Propane-powered forklifts produce fewer emissions than gasoline and diesel forklifts. Not only that, but when you look at site-to-source emissions, propane's totals are even fewer than electricity. Choosing forklifts that run on American-made propane reduces dependence on foreign oil and keeps jobs at home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words Words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. This Happy New Year's Day broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse, where the locals gather. Make a reservation to come dine with us, and walk-ins are always welcome. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. You date like you aren't 22 anymore. Like, emotionally mature is kind of hot to you now. And six texts sent back-to-back is totally cool. You date like your experiences, relationships. They haven't just made you you. They've made you interesting. Young love was great. But dating as a fully formed, emotionally mature human? Man, that's on a whole other level. Download the Match app today. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. 
took me when I was a little child. You know, blues overtook me when I was a little child. And we're all so glad. Thank you very much, sir. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. One of the things that we always think about in the winter in in our gardens around here is when are those leaves finally going to stop falling? Because let's face it, they don't all fall at once, and we've had enough warm weather that a lot of things, you know, dropped their leaves, and then suddenly they were there, and it looked like they had just as many as the time before, and then they all dropped again. The pine straw is still in the pile in my front garden. I've used some of it, but I can't get used it's just too much of it. And the leaves are the same way. Um, I have sort of joked for years that I get a pile of oak leaves about the size of a Volkswagen Beetle every year, and that turns into some brilliant compost, which I have used all over my property. This year, I think there's even more, and I have less trees. Not sure how that happened, except that last spring was so wet. You remember that. It was so wet, and that as a result of that, every leaf that could possibly grow popped out on all the oak trees. Then, when they all fell, and they didn't all fall at once, they just keep falling. Yes, I have red oaks. They are notorious for dropping a few leaves today, a few tomorrow, a few next week. And if you are one who likes to rake up everything all at once in one operation, don't grow red oaks. They'll make you very angry. But the truth of the matter is, this year, all of them are doing it. There, there's very few things that have dropped every single leaf, maybe ginkgos. When the ginkgos dropped, they dropped every leaf, but most everything else has been sending out waves, including the acorns. Um, I usually have one or two acorn shower days where you can literally, I mean, they, they fall into, they'll, they'll hit the concrete hard or they'll fall in and hit leaves and break them and stuff. This year it's been four or five different days of acorn showers. I know the squirrels are busy. I can't wait for next year. She said facetiously. If you don't know that word, look it up. F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. Facetious means I'm telling you that I can't wait for next spring because of the squirrels having so many acorns. But the truth is what I'm saying is I'm going to have to be out there with my shovel. My, My squirrels are so overfed they do not eat all of their acorns. This is literally the best place on earth for them. And so they just bury bunches of them right underneath the mulch, like two or three square feet in one space. If you leave that, because everybody finds that somewhere on their property, if they have squirrels, and most of us have squirrels, you're, you're going to end up with so many little trees coming up that you, you can't transplant them. They're all packed in together. You could try to transplant if that's what you wanted to do, but the point is to get them out of your flower bed or off the edge of the lawn or wherever they have buried them under the mulch because they they really have a good time doing that, and it just makes work for you. So, Greg says, Greg's in Nettleton this morning, of course, and um, he says, break out the old push mower for those suckers. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I'll tell you what else. If you if you have enough leaves that you can run the mower back and forth over them, that encourages them to drop into your lawn underneath and give it some of the fertilizer that it needs. But if we're at the point where I am where there's two and three inches of stuff stacked up in places, well, you got to do something else, and that's when you make the compost heap. Um, it, or the leaf pile. It can go either way. You don't actually have to compost. You can just pile up the leaves. And if you will pile them up in about a three-foot cube, you will get the maximum action based on all the years of research. 
yes, the compost council exists, and those people do all that kind of work to tell us which leaves go faster and what, how much you need to chop up and what you need to chop up and all those sort of things. But the bottom line is that a pile three feet tall, three feet wide, and three feet across is going to be just about as efficient as anything else. And in six months in our climate, you'll have something really good. If you get out there and turn it a few times, you'll be even, it'll happen faster. But rather than making the big pile the size of the Volkswagen like I do, the smaller piles do make a better, um, a faster leaf mold or a compost if you leave them there long enough. It's time, my friends, to be considering what you're going to start from seed for the spring garden. I know. How can that possibly be? I haven't even had my cabbage yet. But the, six to eight weeks from now is when the seedlings are going to be going in. All right. That's early March. Believe it or not, that is eight weeks from now. And if you're going to if you want to grow something from seed to plant, then you need to be planting it now. You also need to be realizing that there's a date in there, for example, if you want to be planting gigantic uh, tomatoes in the ground and you live in Tupelo, well, it's going to be a little too soon and your plans are going to be too big if you start them today because you don't want to plant until later on in March. So that's the reason for counting those days back, counting the weeks back and planting so that you have the time. Now, it's also true that if you're not taking care of those plants, they're not going to get ready. So water and fertilizer is very, very important and will give you the opportunity to have plants ready that, again, we, we don't start them because we want to compete with our grower friends. We start because we really like having a different variety, one that's not available, maybe one that's a little bit obscure or something that we have saved from our own garden. All of those things tend to make a, a fair amount of sense. I know one of the things that I'm doing this week, I have those two rooted blueberries, and I've decided not to plant them in the bed out in the front of the house. I'm I'm actually going to give them a, a different opportunity. I'm going to give them another place to be, and I'm excited about that. I fa- figured it out finally. They, I read about the variety, and they're going to be too big to go in that space between the sidewalk and the street. So... Anyway, just something else to consider. How you're going to do it and where you're going to put it. Um, let's see who's on. Homer's up. Oh, good. Let's put. Let's bring Homer up. Welcome in. What's going on? Happy New hey. Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you all too. Uh, <laughs> as always, enjoying the show. It's, this Thank this you. is a great show. I'm not trying to just you know gash up, but it, it's great. <laughs> it's okay. It Go ahead. Really is. It, it, <laughs> In a lot of manners, other than just gardening. Thank you so anyway, much. That means the world to me. Thank you. I mean, it does. You, I, I, I just every Saturday I get up and I'm just waiting till you come on. But anyway, uh, I was calling about greens, uh, planting them in the spring. Mm-hmm. I raise a lot of greens. This has been a good year yes, for sir. me for greens. It's, uh but planting them in the spring because I sell them year round mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm-hmm. February is is the end of February a pretty good time if you get some soil. Well, you really don't have to work soil up too much, but you know, to get them in the ground. My 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 friends and my own practice, and I really do think this is about as 
as professional as it can get is if it's not too muddy to walk in it, you can put the greens in at the end of February. It's kind of like planting potatoes, okay? you got to have the soil that you can grow them in, but February is a good time to start. And as long as your soil is not so wet that you can't walk in it, I would say February is the perfect time to start, especially if you're going to do collards and turnips. Now, mustards can take a little longer out, but Swiss chard and all of those other things that you really need a little bit of cool weather for, like the collards, um, are going to do better if they can get out of your garden. Again, we're looking at that six- or eight-week window, as, as you well know. And by May, you know, if you, if you don't start at the beginning of March, or late February, early March, the next thing you know, they're bolting, in, you know, in, in the, the warmer weather as it comes on. So that seeding them then and then reseeding, as I'm sure you do, is what makes a whole lot of sense. Well, another thing that shortens the life is uh, it's this little nature's little friends out there when it starts to warm <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> they will. But I, now, this weather that we have coming, uh, uh, now we're in real North Mississippi. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I don't know, they, they're talking about down in the teens. I'm thinking, well, one night, a couple of nights, and then it's in the upper 20s the next night. Mm-hmm. That's pretty well going to take out. I, I've had real good success with uh, turnips and mustards this year, but... Uh, it's probably going to take everything. I got collars out there and kale, but it's probably going to take those things out. I right? think it's going to knock most of them, yes. Because the third, it's the third night, you know, <laughs> that gets them. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know you're cutting everything you can possibly cut today. That's clear. But the, that third night is going to be tough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look. Thank uh, you. We'll keep enjoying the show. Y'all have a good new year and. Thank you very much. Now, now I have uh, to ask you because you have everything. What kind of greens do you eat on New Year's Day? Uh, usually, I, I eat. Uh, I love them all. Uh, <laughs> Me like too. Turnips and <laughs> turnips and, uh, and turnips and mustards, but I'll eat any of them. But, <laughs> you know, I eat, I eat kale raw. I don't. And I, I like that. Kale. A lot yeah. of people. A lot of I saute kale, I saute the turnip bottoms. Most people cook them in the greens, but if you saute turnip bottoms, you can go online and just cut them up like diced potatoes. Put a lot of onions in them, and and if you want to put bell peppers in them, you can just kind of make it like you want. But you were singing they my song. Are so good sauteed. I put I put some um, ancho chilies in some a couple of weeks ago, and they were just delicious. I, I did serve them with greens, but I cooked them separate because there's more turnips than there are greens. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, it's like a side dish from the greens. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Homer. Right, it's wonderful to you. hear from you. Take care now. Yeah, good talking to you. Thank, Thank you. you. I agree with him. I'm. I'm. I like sa- I like kale sliced up real, real thin and sautéed fast, almost stir fried, and it just. It makes it sweet, and it it doesn't taste like that kale that you don't like. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all don't like that kale. I've I've heard from you. Y'all tell me that from time to time. Maybe maybe more often than I would like to know. I was really tickled to find out. I I love it when I find, when I might be wrong about something, and then I I have to think about it again. I have seen, and you probably have seen, the 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 eternal war between. 
containers that are plastic that you store stuff in and their tops. Now, their tops go with the socks. So the tops and the bottoms are never in the same place at the same time. And the hinged ones are interesting, but they don't always work either, apparently. And these things don't fit anyway. So I've recently seen one that the the top is stretchy. And so it doesn't, it, it'll fit that particular container, but you can actually overfill the container and the stuff can come out of the top of it. I was offended by that. I felt like I don't want my food touching that. I want it down in the box and top on it and all this sort of thing. Well, I've got to rethink this. A team of scientists has now developed a smart food packaging material that is biodegradable, sustainable, and kills microbes that are harmful to humans. Now, if they just make it stretchy, I will have to give up my position on not having stretchy covers because she says it's going to this particular writer says it's going to extend the the shelf life of things like fruit by two or three days. I'm tickled by this. I love the notion that we could actually you you see where this goes, of course, is I I think immediately of, of an airline. I would love to be able to unwrap fresh fruit on an on a plane. That would be stunning. It would be it'd be wonderful in a whole lot of other environments too, um, but what's happened is when to, when increases in humidity or the enzymes from harmful bacteria come along, the the fibers in this particular kind of packaging actually emit antimicrobial compounds. How great is that? I mean, you can't carry a little sterilizer with you, but if the container that the food is in can actually work this way and can work again, that it's not just a one-use thing, that would really be super-duper. Um, it would help us a great deal. For example, the strawberries that were wrapped in these packages um, stayed fresher for longer for more than a week and compared to their counterparts in the regular fruit boxes which were you know you know they're going to be there be fine for about four days and it runs counter so to so many things it runs counter in my mind to the notion that i don't want my strawberries sealed up in plastic i want them or anything else i want them to have exposure to the air to prevent mold well it turns out this stuff prevents mold better so i've got to rethink and I'm going to have to rethink the stretchy covers because, you know, the next thing is going to be that they're going to be antimicrobial and stretchy, too. I, I'm going to I'm just going to have to re, rethink my, my process. Reminds me of when I had learned how to use whisks. I didn't come up cooking with a whisk. I came up cooking with an oversized fork that you, you beat everything like that or with an egg beater. Well, I don't have either one of those things anymore. Do you? Probably not. Whisks are perfect. How come? Well, we have Julia Child to thank for that. Anyway, more to talk about, more to consider. How do those cells eat after all? And how in the world does a microbe turn oil into gases faster than we thought it could? I thought methane was coming along anyway. Hmm. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself 
and your investments by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi Super All-Wheel Control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. Super All-Wheel Control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12 13 20. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESI Supply. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. You say goodbye, and I say hello. With Mercari, your unneeded things can find a new life. Hello, hello. Easily list and sell. I know why you say goodbye, and I say hello. Or discover great finds. Hello. Buy or sell almost anything. You say goodbye, and I say hello. Download Mercari on the app stores or at Mercari.com. Mercari, your marketplace. Research shows that people remember radio ads with lots of sound effects. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here are some zany sounds. Saving on home insurance is no laughing matter. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. The money you save could change your life. It's time for you to take your insurance choice seriously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
Good question coming in on the text line from Bill in Poplarville. I have three Celeste fig plants about three to four years old. One of them has produced figs for two years, but the others have not set any fruit. Thoughts? Well, you have several. First of all, you're lucky that one of them is because they can take as much as four or five years to to get going. Um, But if you have not fertilized the plants at all, you're going to want to use a fruit tree fertilizer or a general purpose fertilizer on those trees about the time they start putting out leaves, which will be in Poplarville, probably going to be pretty soon, maybe before February, but somewhere in there anyway. And if you have fertilized them amply, don't fertilize this year. We may have a nutrition issue. Um, it's also possible that if you have or have not pruned them, that could be the difference too. If you have pruned them each year, don't prune them this year. If you have not pruned at all, do by all means prune them, but just a little bit. Celeste is not a big tree. Celeste is one of the ones I think of it as being, you know, um, head high to my son, you know, six, six feet, seven feet the, that, in that range. And for that reason, sometimes we think they're not growing, so we cut them back hard, and then it takes them a while to come back and produce figs at all for us. So Cut just a few inches off of each of the main stems while the tree is dormant, you know, now that all the leaves are off, or if they're not off, they will be shortly. Get all the, let it, let it be dormant, take a couple of inches off all the way around, and don't do any other pruning at any other time. Now, the last thing to say about figs, and Celeste is certainly one that, that this can be appropriate for, they'll lose the competition because they are their roots tend to be close to the surface. So one of the things that does help us with figs is to mulch, get the weeds out from around the base of them and mulch all the way out to the drip line of that fig. That will help because it it reduces the competition from the weeds that, that the fig roots may be encountering. That can work both ways, too. You see, they could be taking up too much nitrogen from those and therefore only producing leaves, or they could be not getting enough of anything because the weeds are winning. So whichever way it goes, it's better to keep the, the area around them mulched. I am uh, I'm, I'm really just glad that we are in 2022. I hope that you all are as well. If uh, if you, you know anything about me, I like to finish something and I like to start something, but I really like the middle of everything better. Um, I like I like when the flowers and the plants are growing. Beginning of the season's exciting because it's new, but I, I'm much more the mid-season person. So for me to be telling you how excited I am about January tells you, first of all, that it's a fairly mild winter, but also that I've got a whole bunch of projects that I'm very excited about and things that are looking like they're going to do well for me this year. I'm, I'm hoping that that's, um, that's true for all of you as well. We have an awful lot of opportunities to do things. Um, for example, we've got, just like our oak trees don't all lose all their leaves at the same time, our vines don't all lose all their leaves at the same time. Jasmines and even coral honeysuckle will lose some leaves or they'll, they'll almost drop off as they're pushing out the new ones. So it's really a good time now to clean those things up and get ready to spray them with horticultural oil the same way that you're going to spray 
all your shrubs sometime this month that with, if you've had any pest problems or really if you haven't, it's a good way to prevent them. When we spray with horticultural oil, we are taking advantage of the smothering effect of that oil on both fungi as well as insect bits and pieces. Um, there might be an egg, there might be a nest, there might be this, there might be that, and you know, your spores and whatnot. And if we can smother them, we can slow down their rebound in the springtime. It's one of the biggest pieces of sustainable pest control, and I recommend it highly. All of the products that are horticultural oil sprays will have a temperature range on them, even the ones that are called all season, because our seasons, we're not going to spray them when it's warmer than about 80 degrees. And you also are not going to spray it when it's colder than about 50 because you want the oil to be able to flow out of your sprayer for one thing, but you also want it to be able to be active long enough for the insects to be affected and the fungi too. So this is the time to be cleaning up around those, those semi-deciduous, I guess. I, I have a trumpet vine that I call semi-deciduous. It seems to drop leaves just as fast as it puts them on at some point every year, but clean up those stems, put them back up on their supports. If you if you have a chance, if you have a choice, I should say, always tie the vine to the support rather than pushing it through the lattice and pulling it back out through the other side. Um, these are just better better practices. I know I don't do it all the time either. I'm looking now at Peggy Martin sprawling all over my shrubs because the trellis broke, and I've got to get that back up there. <laughs> I've got to try and get that fixed. Let's see. I don't know, Terry. Let's see if I do. Um, No, I don't know the answer to that one. I'll have to try and find that for you. Happy New Year. Thank you, Greg. Um, I don't don't know. I'll have to look up that apple. Um, I've heard of it, but I don't know the name of it. One, that's an interesting question. There are so many people that are into historic gardening, and I am just not one of them. I, I am for specific projects. You probably know that I worked um, as as a greensman, as that is to say, as a stagehand whose specialty is outdoor sets, and I, I did that work. For example, on my dog Skip, so we had to we had to worry about those issues then. What was in bloom when, and how did it get here? And to do things historically correct, you do that research. Um, but I don't I don't know which one that is. I, if I guessed, I would guess wrong. So I'm not going to guess. I'm tempted to guess, but I'm not going to guess. Um, I think one more quote from Betty White is appropriate this morning. If you don't hold on to anything else that she ever said, you might like this that she wrote in a book of hers and said a few times, too. The older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. I like that. I think that's really profound. It's something that I'm going to hold on to all the way through. These folks that uh, we appreciate, you know, it's, it doesn't take doesn't have to be an old person to pass away for us to appreciate them and appreciate the wisdom that they brought to us. But I just think that when someone is around for a long time, the chances of them making an impact on us, first of all, are greater. But it's also greater. The greater chances are that somebody will have written it down and remembered it if it, if, if they've been around for a number of years, or maybe they've given an interview and each time they give the interview they use the same story about themselves. And so we all become become really um, familiar with it. Um, it's kind of like Jim Wilson talking about 
going out to this the sticky clay and trying to get it to work up and turn into something to grow plants in. He he says, uh, listen, put your ear down and listen. If your soil's wet and sticky or hard, if you hear the little voice crying out, loosen me. Consider chicken grit. Consider all of our other amendments and things. But I really love that he talks about this. Um, then the organic soil conditioners, some dolomitic limestone to keep it from being so acid unless you're growing blueberries and all of these things. It's basically the same recipe that I talk about, but it's a, a fun piece if you'd like me to send it to you or if you'd like to know about my current newsletter, Mama on Air at Yahoo.com. Thank you very, very much. Um, probably above that, what I've learned traveling around is this. People are nice. You go to a big city and you hear the world is going, but it's not true. Small parts of it are, but the whole isn't. Hey, we got to spread out a little bit. Makes you feel better about America. The thing works. That's from John Madden, coach, philosopher, and frankly, one of the biggest travelers of this country in his van, from his bus for years, going around calling games. What a life, huh? I wish you well. I say happy new year. Is a production of Telesouth Communication. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.